Hey friends, it's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation, and we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. The following is a conversation that I had with Anna Wind. Anna is the Healthy Eating Coordinator at Healthy Peninsula. Healthy Peninsula serves the towns of Blue Hill, Penobscot, Surrey, Castine, Brooklyn, Sedgwick, Brooksville, and of course, our very own Deer Isle and Stonington. This is not intended to serve as any type of medical or healthcare advice. It's just for educational purposes. Um, and hopefully we'll have a little fun along the way. So with that, welcome, Anna. Please tell me more about your job as Healthy Eating Coordinator at Healthy Peninsula. Thanks so much, Anne. I'm so happy to get to chat with you today. Um, and I also feel so lucky to get to work with Healthy Peninsula as Healthy Eating Coordinator. Sometimes I even have a little bit of a question about what is healthy eating and, and why is that my title? Because who can say exactly what that means for everybody? Um, but the, it's the best way that we can encompass what we aim to do, um, which in my role is to support the health and well-being of the residents of the Blue Hill Peninsula and Deer Island Stonington um, by working with the resources we have to share them um, throughout the community and collaborate with community partners. Um, and so for me, a lot of the times that looks like thinking about ways to help people access high quality and nutrition, nutritious foods um, and also help get creative in places where people might not know how to prepare things um, and connect people with resources around um, just, just having more exposure um, and opportunities to build skills. Um, there's so many things that happen within our healthy eating initiative at Healthy Peninsula. Um, and a lot of the time we are able to work with community in ways that are really responsive. Um, that's one of the things I love most about my job. Um, and yeah, it feels like uh, we have some core activities that we do. Um, you might've heard of the magic food bus. That was what yes. I was originally hired to organize, um, which is a program that serves the nine towns in the peninsula with um, free fresh produce and books and is an avenue for sharing resource materials. Um, we create and maintain a food security guide for the peninsula. Um, which is just a great way to stay updated on things like food pantry hours, um, places where you could get a free meal um, and other opportunities to connect with food, like where the farmer's markets are happening, how you can access local produce, um, the, the contact information for signing up for um, public assistance benefits like WIC and um, SNAP, uh, which is formerly known as food stamps um, and just, really kind of across the board, trying to make sure that people have access to the resources that are out there as well as generating new ones. I love that because there are a number of different food security resources out there, but the fact that you're able to keep the guide so that people know the hours, because around here, a lot of our food pantries aren't able to be open every day. Um, and getting to them when they're open is key to receiving the benefit. So having those guides is really important. Now, you talked about the Magic Food Bus and the resource guides. Are there any other programs that Healthy Peninsula offers 
in our area that support food security? Yeah, um, and I wanna tell you more about the Magic Food Bus, but in addition to the Magic Food Bus, um, we do a lot of different things. Sometimes they're one-off activities, like for example, I have an annual stone soup that I host, um, which is a great time for families to get together um, and create a meal in a really fun story time environment. I collaborate with public libraries to do an activity like that. Um, and we do other youth-focused activities, um, partnering with the schools. Um, a primary one that's in swing right now is a garden camp program that happens at Brooksville Elementary School. Um, this has happened at some different schools across the peninsula um, and is a great model that works really well in Brooksville that maybe some other schools would want to think about too. Um, and what that looks like is it's a free summer camp program for students um, and it happens once a week. And we get to do really fun things um, outside in the garden space all summer long. Um, and it serves both in the form that it keeps the garden alive for everyone to come back to in the fall. And it's a great place for um, the students to get to stay connected with their school and each other. And we focus on a lot of really fun activities um, like, uh, let's see, uh, yesterday we were doing some observation in the garden and learning about different species um, and also just using our senses to notice things. Uh, and then we did a harvest of plants that they had grown. In this case, it was garlic and garlic scapes and made a pesto. Um, and a lot of the kids had never tried something that tasted like that before and didn't think they would like it and ended up really enjoying it um, and wanting to take some home to their families to share. And I love that. Um, instinct that they have is that they immediately would love to share whatever yeah. needed, um, which is really sweet. I um, love that. So how do people um, access the services that Healthy Peninsula offers? How, how would I sign up for something if I was interested in uh, participating like in the Magic Food Bus or in mm -hmm. um, one of the camps that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so the camps are just one of the things that we do. Um, and um, garden camp is something that we put out to the school community and they sign up. We also put a press release in the paper and people um, can reach out to us. Um, and so at that point, at this point, things are happening, um, but that'll be something to look out for next spring. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking specifically about Deer Isle and Stonington Elementary School. And um, I've spent a little bit of time coming into the classroom in the school on the island and um, in the greenhouse there. And there's a great resource there. And the after school program also has some really wonderful um, times that they spend in that space. Um, but I'm really open to working together with um, the school to develop more programming like this. Um, and so I'm, I'm just thinking like there are cool things happening and it's a little different at each school. Um, and what I've seen over the years in the school gardens is that um, it changes dramatically with the people that are involved and available. Um, and so in my role at Healthy Peninsula, um, I've been able to provide some support to the different people who are spending time in those garden spaces um, to help um, connect with resources like free seeds um, or come in and do a culinary demonstration with the students, um, just game to get creative with them. Um, but also help troubleshoot and set up systems that might work better in the long run. Um, 
a lot of times the garden and food security issues in general are spaces where people get really excited. Um, and that is the best. <laughs> I love when the enthusiasm shows up. Um, but it's also something that's been done so many times before in so many different spaces. And so we have a wealth of resources and knowledge that we can pull from both within this community and farther flung. Um, and so it's really a cool thing when we can work together to set up systems that can endure, especially when we're talking about um, working with our schools um, because it serves so many kids. Um, and then they're able to bring those skills home and pass them along to other people too. Um, and it really comes down for me, the inspiration for getting into the school garden uh, is continually fueled by like the beauty and abundance that comes out of that space. Um, but it's also just, it's such a rewarding thing because everybody loves to eat. Um, right. <laughs> I, I love good food and so I like to grow it. Um, and I, and it turns out so do the kids um, and it becomes a space for learning about um, so many things um, from like deep dives into different scientific topics um, to incorporating mathematical equations um, and um, and inspiration for for poetry and art, of course. So um, but for me, at the end of the day, it comes down to food and um, my love of sharing it and um, and so I think that those spaces on our peninsula are unique and really, really a great opportunity for a community to come together and, um, and support students in learning in a really hands-on way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you asked about how people can sign up and I started going off about the school. No, garden. that's so good. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> there are so many, there are so many different components to the work that I do. Um, and I want to rewind just a sec to, to review a couple of the other things that are going on because at the schools, um, you know, we have, especially in public schools, which is, you know, the, the majority of people who live in our communities are attending public schools if they're young, um, are coming from all backgrounds. And, um, and so one of the things that I also do is to support the schools when they would like to, um, develop a school backpack program um, and connect with resources like the Good Shepherd Food Bank who can um, help facilitate doing that inexpensively um, because uh, unfortunately food security is a big issue in our area. Um, the best stats we have are you know Hancock County wide um, but almost 17% of kids live in households that don't have enough food. Um, and Maine has some of the highest rates of food insecurity in New England. Um, and, you know, if you're looking at it can across the county, it's about one in 10 people that, that don't have what they need on a regular basis. And that doesn't mean every single day, um, but it does mean um, that we can be doing better to support each other and having what we need to sustain a healthy life. Um, and so it's, it's something that um, is a important thing for public spaces to be thinking about. And I'm largely involved in, in the schools, but um, it's something that we think about, you know, everywhere and, and our towns could be thinking more about it in general. Um, I know people think about 
like how can they grow more food so that they can take care of themselves. Um, in Maine, we're super self-sufficient a lot of yes. the time. And it's something that's really a cool component of the Magic Food Bus, which uh, I should probably share a little more about the, the way yeah, that that's designed. absolutely. But um, yeah, so the, the Magic Food Bus itself is not a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I like to picture it as a bus, I'm not gonna lie. I know it's such a cute vision. Um, and I, I feel like we could be a bus, but then we would have to find somebody to drive the bus everywhere. Right. Um, and the okay. truth is, um, we are a pretty scrappy and well-honed group of volunteers. Um, and people show up to help, um, move this produce. So the food that we distribute is, um, both purchased and donated. Um, so we fundraise within the community to gather resources so that we can work directly with local farmers. We work, we buy exclusively from um, Peninsula farmers and um, they, they give us a wholesale deal um, for their gorgeous local produce. <laughs> and, um, and we also take in um, donations from home gardeners, community gardeners who are growing food and might have extra to share. Um, and we work closely with um, Healthy Acadia's Gleaning Initiative, uh, who goes out to farms and harvest surplus produce um, that might otherwise go to waste. Um, so there, that's an added benefit to working with donated produces that we're making sure that less food is going to waste um, and hopefully helping out the farmers in keeping things um, moving through the cycles of growing on their on their farms. Um, so we gather all this produce, uh, purchased and gleaned and donated, um, and it all comes into a refrigerated produce shed um, at the Healthy Peninsula office, which is located at 26 Hinkley Ridge Road um, in Blue Hill. And it's kind of a hub, um, and that space is run by the Gleaning Initiative, and we work with multiple partners um, who receive food in that space. Um, and the Magic Food Bus is one of them. And once we've collected all the produce, we then divide it up into coolers um, as a team. And each volunteer um, takes their cooler and their supplies. And um, you'll see, if you see us out on the road, there's um, oftentimes a magnet on the side of somebody's car to let people know this is the magic food bus. Maybe you see a banner or a lawn sign um, at some of the locations where we go. And those coolers are packed full right now. They're full of gorgeous um, orange carrots. We've got uh, fresh green cucumbers, beautiful green heads of lettuce. Um, what else is coming in these days? Some People might meet a new vegetable in fennel, um, which is kind of a sweet um, and crunchy, really refreshing um, thing to add to salad or soups or roast in the oven. Um, and gosh, there's so many things. No tomatoes quite yet because this is a hyper seasonal um, yep. spring. Um, but we've got things like scallions and herbs to add flavor. Um, lots of salad turnips which are a kid favorite really yeah they're kind of like they're like a little 
a little turnip um, that are just super crunchy and refreshing. Um, you can kind of bite into it raw. They're also good to cook. It's really flexible. Um, and some people who've been coming really like the greens too. Um, nice. So do are the baby turnips, do they grow into the big turnips or is it a particular? It's a particular kind of turnip. Really? Yeah. I just learned something new. Yeah. I'm so intrigued. And there's a few different varieties. Sometimes you'll see them as called hawker eye turnips, um, but generally known as salad turnips. Um, they tend to be white these days, um, although you never know what they'll come up with next in the plant world. Um, plant plant breeders are always so cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're kind of like a little radish, but not spicy at all. Um, okay. Yeah, but a good one for a snack. Um, we also have beautiful leafy greens like kale and collards and spinach and Swiss chard. Oftentimes we'll have beets with their beet greens. Um, and we'll be getting green beans soon. We probably just saw the last of the snap peas, um, but it's just moving through the season. And part of the beauty of the Magic Food Bus is bringing um, some of that high quality produce that um, a lot of times people find at the farmer's market, um, bringing it out into the community in places um, where people not, might not otherwise be able to access it. Um, so, the Magic Food Bus is free and open to anyone. Um, we love for people to come and, and meet new friends at the table. Um, but what it looks like is volunteer going out with their personal car, cooler packed in the back, um, and we'll set up like a um, folding table, maybe with a tablecloth, um, and bring out all these gorgeous veggies to share. And people are welcome to come and take whatever they need. Um, and a lot of times people ask me, well, I mean, doesn't someone else need this more than me? Or um, don't you think people would just come and take everything or take more than they need? And the beauty of, of our Peninsula community is that people are always um, thinking of their neighbors. It's really so cool. Um, and if so, if there's one head of lettuce left, um, they'll always, you know, look, look to the other person at the table and say, oh, well, do you want to split it with me? You know, it's, it's that's so beautiful. It's really sweet. Um, and I've been doing this for a few years now and, um, I've really, I've never run into anyone being what some people might think of as greedy. And, um, at the end of the day, my wish is that people will come to the table and take whatever they can use, um, and feed their family or maybe take some to the neighbor. Um, we also have books available, um, for people of all ages. Um, and so one of our stops is at Nichols Day Camp and we send them with a bunch of picture books, but then we also go to Benjamin River Apartments um, in Sedgwick and um, we'll, we try to make sure we have some large print materials for older folks. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot to it all and it's all for me kind of snowballed into um, other activities. Like I was sharing a little bit before about how I work with the schools. Um, you know, that, that what came about because I started working with the Magic Food Bus and distributing this produce. And then I thought, wow, there's a school garden right here in my community down the road from where I'm distributing food and there's nothing happening in the summertime. Um, yeah. That's the growing season. Um, what an amazing opportunity um, to both create a learning experience and to utilize the space and invite community to come together. Um, and again, um, distributing this produce at some of the 
low-income housing complexes um, where people don't necessarily have transportation um, got me thinking about, oh, well, could I offer um, a workshop here in the community kitchen? And so I asked, you know, what questions do you have about this produce? And like, you know, is there anything you want to try making? And so we played with some different recipes and um, nice. and just was able to do kind of a Q&A about the different um, different ingredients. And in one case, we worked on developing recipes um, that might be good for cooking for one, because um, a lot of people are living alone. Um, right. And um, yeah, part of the fun of, of being at the table for me is seeing um, neighbors running into each other um, and making connections that they might not otherwise make. That was a really big deal the past few years while we were in a more isolated time during the pandemic. Um, you know, we were very thoughtful about how to keep everyone healthy and, and all of our distribution takes place outside. But um, it, sometimes it was the one place where people were getting to see folks that they hadn't seen in months um, and being a touch point. So um, we have locations all over the peninsula and on Deer Island Stonington. The island locations um, are at uh, Deer Run Apartments and the Lily Pond at 3 p.m. on Thursdays um, and in Stonington at the Island Community Center at four o'clock on Thursdays. So we go from one to the next um, and um, the food pantry, the Island Food Pantry is open just after that stop takes place. Um, and then there's other locations all across the peninsula and most stops last for about 40 minutes each um, and we are extremely consistent and we try and be there every week rain or shine um we put on our slicker if we need to I love that yeah um and everyone is welcome and we'll we'll go until the end of September um when there's a true abundance of produce coming in from our yeah. local farmers um and we're also um offering delivery if people are not able to get out. Um, we love the connections that we can make in community, but we also recognize that not everybody is mobile. Um, and so while we try and go to places where it might be easier to get to, um, we also are happy to make up a bag and, and drop it off um, if somebody needs that. Wonderful. Now, if I'm listening to this and you kind of um, alluded to this, but I just want to get some more detail. So I'm Obviously, I just learned something new because I didn't know about the tiny salad turnips. Um, what if I'm sitting back and I'm, I'm interested in trying these fruits and vegetables, but I'm really unsure how to cook them or prepare them? Are there resources available through the Magic Food Bus to, to help with that? Like if, if you have a particular vegetable one week and somebody's like, I would love to take that, have no idea what to do with it. Uh, yeah. Can they get some help and suggestions? Absolutely. And that's the cool thing about having a person with this food to distribute it, um, because all of the volunteers who work with us to share Magic Food Bus produce are veggie enthusiasts. Nice. Um, <laughs> and, and even if they weren't, when they offered their time, generously said, hey, I want to come help distribute. Um, we offer training to everybody on all the different things that we have. So um, I think the best thing to do and the most fun is to talk to the people at the table about it. Um, 
because a lot of times they'll have ideas. I usually talk about what I'm excited to cook um, yeah. on hand. Um, but we also offer recipes. Um, and so people can take home a recipe card um, so that they have some specific steps of, okay, here's these ingredients. I just want to follow the directions. Um, and right. so some directions um, with recipes, but there's also some info cards um, that talk about what the veggies are. Um, so if we're sharing something that's particularly unique, um, we might have a little info about um, what, what that plant is and what part of it do you eat um, and what's the best way to cook it and for how long. Um, but I also love sharing this information. It's one of my favorite parts of my job and getting creative with people. Um, so I also encourage people just to reach out to me um, so that we can explore that stuff together. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna keep um, working on creating opportunities for more young people to learn about these things so that, um, you know, there are people walking around in our community who know like what to do with the garlic scape. And, and right. honestly, that knowledge is embedded everywhere in our neighborhoods um, because we have an agricultural history here. Um, and so maybe there are new ways of doing things that weren't traditional um, that might end up inspiring somebody to try something new. Um, but there are, also, um, there are also historical recipes that people have loved for generations um, that maybe have been forgotten about. And that's a fun thing that happens at the Magic Food Bus table sometimes too, is that um, oftentimes I've given produce to somebody and a couple of weeks later, they, they come back out and are like, here are the pickles that I made with this, you know, whole combination of different things I got from the table. And I'm like, oh, wow, I never would have thought to put these things together. Um, and so uh, culinary instruction workshops are things that I do a lot more of during um, the, the cooler seasons. Um, yeah. But we love to also just like chop something up at the table so people can try it. Um, maybe Very nice. Um, if you're feeling tentative, um, you don't have to take the whole thing. That's one of the cool things about Magic Food Bus is that you can take exactly how much you want. You don't have to commit to buying a whole bunch of kale. You could take a couple leaves and, and try making those kale chips that you've heard about, you know? Yeah. Um, which are really so easy to do. Just a little bit of olive oil and salt and a hot oven. And you can make some chips. Um, I love that. I, I love the opportunity for people to try new and healthy things, but not have the worry of the cost that comes along with taking a chance sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, because we do see more and more people who do not have room in their budget to take chances. Their food budget is very limited. And um, it's just programs like this are so amazing. Now, as you were talking about that, I was also thinking about the simmering pot, which is another food service that's offered through Healthy Peninsula. Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, the simmering pot is an incredible partnership that's going on right now. Um, the simmering pot is their own organization um, that started uh, as a community meal, a free community meal in the downstairs of the Blue Hill Congregational Church. It's not affiliated with the church um, in ideology, but in, in spatial usage. Um, and they 
they prioritize using local ingredients also, which is so cool. Um, we really love we love supporting our farmers because that's part of the fabric of this this place where we live and love. Um, and the simmering pot is open to anyone. Um, and as with many things during the beginning of COVID, um, they had to close their doors. And um, I was sent home from school um, and kind of wondering what was the most impactful thing that I could do to step up to support um, my friends and neighbors and community as a whole. Um, and spoke with the Simmering Pot um, to say, hey, do you think we could set up a delivery um, of food, w would that be possible? And so since um, April of 2020, um, we've been working with multiple partnering kitchens um, who've been um, contributing. At this point, it's about 140 um, quarts of food every week, generally. Wow. Um, and that's just for the delivery program. So as of December, the in-person meal is open again. Um, from 2.30 to 6 on Monday evenings, people can gather together um, in Blue Hill at the Congregational Church. Um, and the in-person meal has some fun options like salad and cheese and fruit um, and sometimes other treats or live music um, at times. Um, and it's quite a scene. Um, but we continue, Healthy Peninsula, to run um, a delivery component for the Simmering Pot because there are so many people who can't get to that community meal. Um, and so we are delivering, um, Gerald and Stonington have been receiving um, about 60 meals um, every Monday, um, usually soup and bread. There's an incredible team of volunteers um, led by St. Brendan's um, on the island who come to our office to pick up the meals. Um, and once a month, they also help cook them um, in their commercial kitchen space. So it's really, really quite um, a broad community partnership with lots of moving parts involved. Um, but again, like the Magic Food Bus, um, totally free or by donation. Um, and I should say that with both of these programs, um, anyone can receive um, what's on offer. So there's no income guidelines or age requirements. Um, we believe in everybody having the food resources that they need. Um, and sometimes there are circumstances that, um, you know, that aren't in alignment with the paperwork. Um, right. Yeah. And so we, um, we offer magic food bus produce and, and the simmering pot delivered, um, to whoever asks for it, whoever needs it. Um, we do have a limiting amount of capacity because this is all volunteer prepared. Um, and so we wish we could send a meal to every single household. For sure, for but sure. So far we've been able to get food to, to everyone who makes that request. Um, so yeah, I think uh, the feedback that I've heard is that, you know, it is supporting food security in our community. Um, you know, a lot of people are living right at that um, threshold where sometimes they need to make trade-offs between important basic needs like housing or medical bills and purchasing nutritionally adequate foods, um, which is really hard to face and um, and has been um, something that I think 
many people are interested in in uh, addressing in our community, but have a hard time figuring out how. Um, and um, part of that is because many people are, um, you know, feel like somebody else always needs it more than them because they are just right, right. so strong and, and so able and doing their best, you know? And I was, I was certainly raised under those circumstances um, and I'm extremely stubborn. Um, yeah. But also it's been beautiful to see um, when people do meet um, just the gorgeousness, like that, the glistening lettuce that, you know, kind of radiates beauty in its own way. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Food is beautiful. It can yeah. be beautiful. And I'm constantly just in awe of, of these programs, because honestly, like we talk about the soup delivery through simmering pot. And honestly, the people that I talk to that receive that it's not just one meal. It's not just here, here's your soup. There's enough of it that a lot of it, a lot of them make it last for more than one meal. And it really becomes a staple that they look forward to. Um, and when you say bread, like it's tender hearth bread, which is, is such a gift in itself. Um, and so there's just, there's this huge amount of community. And one of the questions that we had had talked about prior to this podcast is, why is access to healthy food a necessary component of a healthy community? And I think you've done a beautiful job of, of answering that throughout our conversation because there's there's so much more to it than the physical food. Um, there's nourishment, there's community coming together, there's living history because you were talking about the recipes. I just think the work that you do really does knit the community together. I would really hope so. Um, and that's obviously a personal benefit for me when I get to be sharing these things. Um, but I love to hear when people come come together. And, and obviously the table is that beautiful metaphor, right? Um, we come together right. around the table to share the good and the bad and the hard and the fun. And, um, and you know, the simmering pot is a full quart of soup um, with this gorgeous bread and and we designed it that way so that it could be a couple of meals and it and it could be a sandwich if you want to make it that way and um and so we're really trying to provide a service that is needed um and nourishing and um and figuring out ways to maintain that because it takes a lot of people there's an amazing crew of human beings behind that um these are all community members who are cutting and chopping and slicing. Tinder Hearth donates um, 10 loaves of bread every single week because they are com committed to supporting um, their neighbors. And um, and it's just an incredible collaboration. Um, we have the, the new Hannaford in Blue Hill, um, which is taken over from Tradewinds. And um, they've been willing to sit down and talk about how they can continue to help support. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it's really an amazing thing. And it takes it takes a village, you know, all of us takes a village. Absolutely. But um couldn't do what we do without the support that we get from community donors, both financially but also in the context of their time. Um, people give their time to take care of each other. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm doing work that is supporting food security in our area, um, but also what I love about working with volunteers is that if I weren't here, if we didn't have 
the structure that we have at Healthy Peninsula, the work that Healthy Peninsula is doing hopefully is helping to forge connections where people could continue those pathways. And, and we're not going anywhere. And, and in fact, we would love to um, just build more stability into our offerings over time. Um, and that's something that I've been working hard on in my role is just making it um, possible to be as consistent as we can be and say, and say yes as much as we can. Um, but looking forward, um, you know, we all have to be thinking about how we can be addressing food security. Um, and we can think hyper-locally um, about, you know, our neighbor next door. And that is really essential. Um, and making sure that everyone has enough food that we know. Um, and we can also think about um, a broader scale um, and, you know, thinking about, okay, well, the people who are growing food um, in their garden, for example, at the Brooklyn um, School, the Brooklyn Food Corps is uh, running the community garden there. And they've been doing an incredible job at thinking about how to hold space for community plots, um, for instructional plots where people can learn, and then also for um, for individual households um, to grow their own food if they would like space for that. Um, and they've been donating from their community plots um, produce that they can um, send out with the Magic Food Bus. And yes, Brooklyn has a Magic Food Bus stop in their town, um, but they're also sending produce to all of the nine towns, including the island, um, because they recognize that, you know, we all live in proximity, we all uh, support each other, um, both like the network of the soil um, is right. all impacting everything that's growing. Um, and so we can think about things, um, you know, across town lines, across state lines, when we start thinking about global level of, um, you know, what kind of policy things are coming down the line that address climate change because you know right now we have a couple borders um, away from us there are farms that are underwater um, which is pretty yeah. wild and I don't understand all of um, the why of that but I do know that that's going to impact our food system for um, sure for sure and so we need to be collectively thinking about those things um, but in this moment um, if you have a garden you can share what you have. If you have abundance um, or if you have space to plant extra, um, the Magic Food Bus is a great avenue to send your abundance out into the community. Um, and if you know someone who you can give it to, that's awesome. But if you want to um, work with us to um, kind of be a part of this broader distribution, um, we know that we can get it to people who need it. Um, and we take donations directly into our produce shed, um, the space that's run by the Gleaning Initiative. And um, you can contact me um, via email or by phone to learn more about how to donate food. Um, and same with um, in, in the wintertime, we are part of the Hancock County Food Drive where we take um, canned goods and other things to help stock food pantry shelves. Um, there's just, there's a lot of different parts and, um, and ways that people could contribute. Um, 
Excellent. And I will put your contact information, um, the phone number for Healthy Peninsula, as well as your email in the show notes for this episode um, so that people can reach out. And that's, this is the great thing is that maybe you're listening to this and you, you have plenty of food and that's wonderful. Um, But maybe you have a garden and those tomatoes are going to come in and you're going to have extra. Um, The magic food bus is such a great way to really see that work that you did and that incredible food benefit our entire community. Um, So we will have that contact information so that people can reach out to you. And I would definitely encourage my listeners to do that. And if somebody just wants to hear it, um, our phone number is 374-3257. And my email is awind at healthypeninsula.org. Perfect. And while you were saying, I just, I also want to give a shout out to Healthy Island Project, um, who I know you've interviewed in the past on here, um, because they are incredible partners with us. um, And they're doing a lot of food distribution on the island, um, and they work with us with the Magic Food Bus. Um, Most of our other locations are run by volunteers, um, but they have some of their team members who come and pick up coolers for the island. And so it's just incredible to be able to work closely in this way um, with solid community partners. And I'm really grateful for everyone who's a part of the Magic Food Bus team, Um, but specifically thinking about the island audience. um, I've done those deliveries in the past and I miss getting to go there. um, Yes. Especially seeing all the folks at Deer Run um, and families heading for a swim. Um, But Healthy Island Project has, has an amazing focus um, and um, has been a solid partner ever since um, ever since they became became the delivery um, avenue for for the produce and the books and resource materials that head out in your direction. Yeah. Well, I, you had no way of knowing this, but that is a perfect intro to um, the fact that I just want to let my listeners know that this is actually the first in a series that we're going to do on food security um, on the island and on the peninsula. So I'm hoping um, Renee Colton and I have had a couple of conversations about the next episode featuring the work that Healthy Island Project is doing on the island um, when it comes to food security. And you're right, the the stuff that's being done um, by Renee and her team are just incredible. And I I can't wait to share it with you. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's coming in the next few weeks. I have really appreciated this time. I know you're super busy, um, but I can't let you go without asking our end of podcast question um, that everyone answers. And that is what is bringing you joy right now? Oh my God. And I mean, if anybody knows me, you know, that that's like my pursuit in life all the time as much as possible and wanting to share my joy and the magic food bus is like the epitome of that for me. Um, but gosh, I have to say I grow a pretty big garden at home. Um, with all the things that I do for work, I don't have a lot of time to be in it. Um, but yesterday my mama came to visit, um, and the garlic is not quite ready yet. But I sent her home with the first beautiful head of garlic. Um, and <gasps> I love so, that. Yeah, that brought me a lot of joy. And earlier in the week, I got to make um, garlic seed pesto, as I mentioned, with the, the students at the Brooks Elementary School. And so to kind of bookend my week with the student harvest of the tops of the plants and my family harvest of the bulb of the plant 
um, just really puts a big smile on my face. Um, and I'm excited to get to share garlic with um, Magic Food Bus visitors soon. Um, we'll have a lot of other produce coming out alongside it. Um, and excited to maybe see some of these listeners out, out at, a, at a stop someday. Um, For sure. And, and I would encourage my listeners, um, go check it out. Like, this is amazing. I grew up on a farm. We grew or raised most of our food growing up. Um, and I learned something today. Like, I didn't know about those tiny turnips. I'm going to try to hunt some down. So I um, could go, um, go to Lily Pond at three o'clock this afternoon. I'm going to be there. I'm going to try to make that for sure. If my, if my meeting before that gets out, I'm going to go check it out and see if I can, if I can get some tiny turnips to try with my salad tonight. Anna, thank you so much. Please take our thanks back to your team and also all of the volunteers who make all of this possible. And um, I look forward to talking with you in the future as we expand food security, um, as we look more deeply into other issues like water security. Um, I just am I'm really glad to have you as a community partner. And I thank you so much for this time. Absolutely. And thank you. I really value all the work that you are doing and the amazing community partnerships that we can focus on together and and just be able to serve the needs of all of our neighbors and friends who live here in this gorgeous place we get to call home. Yeah, thank you.